0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Well,
0: welcome to Focus on Albany. Um, I'm Cynthia Pooler and I'm going to have a roundtable discussion today about issues in the city of Albany. My guest today is uh, Tony Gaddy, uh, Zach Simpson, and Greg Adella. And I want to particularly focus them on two issues and that's uh, the elections of next year and the issue of gun violence in the city of Albany. So, guys, I'd like to start with the city elections. There's going to be a turnover on the um, Temer Council. What's your views on that,
2: Um, Tony? Um, You know, I guess, first and foremost, it's important that, The common council represents the people. Uh, Let's start there. It's also equally important that the people are involved and engaged to make sure that their needs and issues are heard and addressed. And if there isn't that level of, uh, you know, uh, transparency from the constituents, then it's tough to ask for accountability from the elected officials. So it's it's a it's a total uh collaborative effort that it will take regardless of who sits in those positions um in order for there to be change people need to know what changes need to be made and then there's an accountability factor and if those changes are made then um you know there' always there's always going to be turnover in those seats it's really about getting the best people who are the most connected and engaged with their communities and, and speak to the issues of the community so um I guess that's where that's what would be my starting point. Um, not really being fully aware of each um, current council member or any potential council members, there's obviously a level of engagement that needs to be um, put forth to learn more about what they stand for. And I think if those two things mesh, then there's opportunities for a, a better level of representation.
0: Zach.
1: So I'm I'm sorry, Cynthia. You want me to comment on the Common Council um, requirements? So from 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 what so from what I understand, there are four council members that have announced uh, they're going to be not running again for election. Um, It's Richard Conti from Sixth Ward, Judy Dossett from the Ninth Ward, uh, Council Member Michael O'Brien from my ward, number twelve. And then there's also um, Joe Igo from the 14th Mm -hmm. Ward. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you add up the number of years that these four individuals have served our city on the Common Council, it's got to be decades and decades. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not as bad as 2017 when there was a complete turnover of half of the council, so half of the council turned over. Um, so this is a little bit different because you don't have the whole Catholic Council turning over, but you do have that loss of institutional knowledge, the loss of procedure um you know knowledge because I know richard conti he was the um president pro tem and he is very skilled on the you know the rules of order and you know the 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 rules the resolutions the ordinances, so you know that's a concern that you know. You know, even though you're going to have, you know, four new individuals stepping up, running and serving, there's going to be that that real brain drain um, where you're not going to be able to say, well, Richard would have, you know, Richard would have known this or Mike would have known that it's going to be a little harder. But I'm sure that even though they're retired, they're still going to be around and answer questions when things, you know things pop up. So, but I know all the or four of them very well. Um, and I do wish them all the best in their retirement. I know that most of them have, you know, grandkids to spend time with. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you know, you know, cheers to them. I think, you know, they've done a wonderful
3: service to our city. Greg. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to echo, you know, both, uh, Tony and Zach's words, uh, in regards to the council members that are stepped down and, and, and also what I think could enhance the city moving forward. Um, you know, the, the, the couple of uh, gentlemen that, that were on the, the council for a long period of time, I know had dealings with my uncle uh, who has passed away, who was a County legislator uh, years ago. So yeah, their service uh, was fantastic to have for the city. I think that, uh, you know, with what's happening in the city is completely different than 2017. And with the uptick in violence and, and guns and COVID, and, and, and I, can, I can't say this enough, you cannot blame everything on COVID. There is things that are, uh, you know, a foundational concern in Albany. Um, I, I guess we can get to that in the second part. So in regards to the council, I would suggest that uh, yeah, those guys will probably be around. You know, if we need to uh, grab their ear or get some insight. But I'm a fan of looking to the future and to say, look, we need new blood. Uh, these guys are frustrated. Uh, they do have family lives outside of it, but they're frustrated. Uh, there's, there's, as Tony mentioned, there's lack of, very much lack of transparency with from the top down in this city. Uh, it's just blatantly obvious what's been going on in the past few years, and even what's reported on. And I think that with new council members um, who are right for the job that get in, uh, I think it's great to have more involvement. I like how the council members uh, the past few weeks, in- including Mr. Ellis, uh, how they are speaking their mind. I think this city uh, is notorious for not wanting to rock the boat of their fellow constituents. Uh, and I think it's high time that it's good to, to have, disag- cons- you know, constructive disagreements for the betterment of the city. So I think that uh, anyone who, who's willing to step up and wants a job has my blessing. Uh, I think you moving forward just needs to be you know, transparent and very much more vocal. I've also noticed that you know, a lot of these councilmen are getting more vocal now. Where were they before? So yeah, they were speaking their mind, but they really need to get fired up more. That's what they're in there for, is for, uh, to get the word uh, from the people back to the, to, to the people that need to hear it Uh, and and, and start truly, truly cleaning up the city from the inside out.
0: Greg, I agree with you. Um, Corey Ellis has been more or less a silent partner over the years. Mm -hmm. And he had run before. He ran against Jerry Jennings. He ran against Kathy Sheehan for mayor, and then he uh, teamed up with Kathy Sheehan to um, run for Common Council. And all the years that he's been common council president which really hasn't been too many but he's been common council president and he's been silent he hasn't said much And now all of a sudden you know when he might run for mayor again um, how come all of a sudden he found his voice what do you guys think
3: well, it's Greg. If, if I can answer that, I think it's pretty much like how politics has been run for, for the, 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 uh, the way of the entire world, the history of the world. You know, a lot of people speak up uh, when election time comes around. Uh, and that's when they pour it on hard and heavy to, uh, to, to get reelected or in there. Now, now I'm not, I don't want to, uh, you know, also, look, I'm also a type of person that espouses positivity and people can do a 180. Perhaps they had a breakthrough. And they said, you know what? Maybe we are just spending too much time uh, frittering our time away. Let's really get involved and let's do this. This is a good time in in the history of life and in the city to turn things around, have some humility, and and speak up. Now, for that to work, though, every single resident has to hold these people accountable, 100%, because there's a lack of apathy in the city of Albany. I mean, I think it was, to my figures that I got uh, on the poll in 2017, it was under 17,000 people that voted total in the entire city of Albany. So that's something that has to be looked at too, uh, you know, because there's just people. I I just think there's a lot of people that just don't care, and they're getting more frustrated uh, with the city uh, and the lack of transparency and and the and the le- basically, in my opinion, the lack of leadership that it has right now.
0: What I I found I've I've lived in Albany since 2009. I lived in Saratoga County for many years before that. And in what I've noticed over the past um eleven years is that uh the politicians play musical chairs in the city. Uh they might run for one office, they might not get it, they'll run for something else. And you really don't see too many fresh faces. And when mm-hmm. you get people like people like Barack Obama said run, run, run for office it's it's more complicated than that. You have mm-hmm. to you have to um, overcome the powers that be uh, and make your voice heard and run for office. When so many people who have been in this game for a while just keep running, and the majority of people who are watching this become spectators. I don't think that's a good solution. Uh, I know Greg, you're very opinionated. What do you think?
3: Uh, well, yeah. Uh, you know, th- this is what happens in, in my opinion and-, and this is not picking on Albany. I mean, this, this is just my study of, of what I've traveled in the States and what I've looked into, uh, political life. And it's right there for everyone, you know, to, to look at, uh, every day. Uh, yeah, I agree that, because I think there's a lack of frustration, too, with that. For someone to, to have the courage to put some of their life aside and say, look, I'm going to run for a position in office, okay? Look, it's, it's, this is nothing new. When you're in the system, you somehow get corrupted and manipulated in some respect, in some respect. And I think that puts people off uh, to where, you know, look, I want to come in and try to do something good, because I really care. Zach's a great example of that. You know, Zach, he does a lot of of stuff with the Alliance. Uh, He's very, very uh, involved. I thought I was involved. I mean, Zach is (laughs) really involved in in, in a way, as is Tony, you know, and I think that um, you need – I've said it before. I said it in my docuseries, one of my pieces this summer. You need people, okay, in my opinion, to answer the question from Albany. You need that trust from people that know the streets, and know the region for empathy. You can't have leaders turn their backs. I'll give you an example. Okay, it's right in black and white. Monday, in the the Albany Times Union paper, they had the article with Sheehan and Corey Ellis stating Mm -hmm. how they were butting heads, okay, because uh, they they want more transparency. And Sheehan uh, diverted a little bit from it, and then – her chief of uh, operations, Brian Shea, had said, uh, Look, uh, what the, the, the. Sheen doesn't want to politicize anything that's going on and talk about what possibly, you know, if she's going to run uh, next year or not. Uh, but Sheen, to quote in print, Sheen is currently concentrating on assisting former Vice President Joe Biden's presidential campaign. That, I'm telling you, is a slap in everyone's face. That's a slap in our business that's 77 years old, our other friends' businesses and restaurants, the good people who are the residents of Albany. Uh, it's a slap in the Capital Region. Because you mean to tell me that with 118 shootings on your watch that you have time to focus your attention on D.C.? Albany is very much in a deep hole, and it's been that way since 2017 when she said she was going to do A, B, and C, and X, Y, and Z. It's all in black and white. So I think there's some frustration that's bubbling up with these people. And the more that gets uh, dismissed and there's no accountability by any type of outlet in the, in the 518 that I know of, other than radio, that holds these people and is really bringing it to light, uh, I think that's what needs to shift and change to where uh, people can come in and actually feel like they're making a change. And also go back to what Cynthia, Tony, and I believe, uh, Zach might, may have mentioned it, forgive me if you didn't, but I, I'm a huge believer in term limits. You have yeah. to have new blood in there. You have to. It's only fair because not everybody knows everything. So get some new ideas
2: in there and nurture that. Right. And, and to your point, you know, in, in terms of the, the accountability and the transparency, that's a, that's a two way street because if you really want to know what's going on, the, the meetings are public. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, and, and the attendance is low. Mm -hmm. so you know you can't put everything on the elected officials you can put what you can put on them but at the same time if we don't attend the meetings to hear what's going on in real time you can't turn around and just then say there's you know you know there's no transparency so it's kind of a two a double-edged sword now speaking to the point about um you know the um the article um that came out monday that kind of you know, portrayed um, issues in a certain light, you know, there's there's always going to be that because not everybody agrees about everything. Uh, Sometimes stories kind of unfold in real time, and then they develop over time. Um, Understanding that in in our community, um, when you have someone who is elevated to a position, it places sometimes an unfair amount of weight on that one person to always be the person so from from my perspective, it doesn't really matter to me when people speak out, especially now in this moment, there's almost a uh, a given that uh, it's time to speak out. certain things have to be said. so I'm encouraged by the number of voices from uh, President Ellis to councilman Johnson and and, and others who are, Uh, stepping into the moment to speak truth to power and i'm not really necessarily concerned about looking backwards only but only as a point of reference to know what works and also what does not work so anyone that steps up and wants to be um you know to lead is a good thing understanding also that I, I've always um, As somewhat of a student Understood that You know In some ways We're all public servants But when you decide To run for office You make a choice Whether you want to Still be a public servant As an elected official Or if you just Kind of want to be A politician And and that Sometimes the lines Can get blurred um, With those um, You know Choices Because those choices Determine How you decide to to advocate and represent your constituents, and um, you know I'm encouraged by by what I'm starting to see um, gradually, slowly, and um, not just elected officials speaking out, but also public servants um, who are just private citizens who care about their communities. Um, Specifically, as a as a as a chamber, you know what happens in certain communities just inherently means more to us. It's just a given fact. So we have to be concerned, just as concerned about Arbor Hill and West Hill as there is concern about Pine Hills and those resources that are not getting to Arbor Hill, West Hill, and the South End, may I add, you know, that has to be as much of a priority as the the development, if you will, of other communities that consistently Receive resources. Now, you know, I read an article recently about a community center coming to West Hill. Okay, that's that's great. But what about the South then? You know, where will that community center in West Hill be located? Will it be uh, convenient to residents of Arbor Hill? You can't just take a one and done approach. Just like it's not, you can't place all the weight on one council person, one uh, council president. It is a partnership between residents, businesses, organizations, and elected officials. If one part of that chain is broken or weak, the whole chain is weakened. So I don't put everything on on any one person. If we're not all doing our part, then nothing's getting done. And as we can see in the places that things need to get done, not enough is being done.
3: I, this is Greg can, can, Oh sorry Zach go right here. sorry. Oh, oh yeah
1: so I bring an interesting Perspective to you know next Year as uh, you know I, I am a Member of the Albany County Democratic Committee I um, represent Ward 12 District 2 which is The Pine Bush neighborhoods um, <clears throat> I um, I am Fully aware that there's been Discussion about you know Mayor Shan running again um, I know that in at least two of the debates I attended in 2017, where she was running against uh, Frank Commisso Jr. and Carolyn McLaughlin, she stated openly and readily that she was looking to the model of the mayor of Syracuse, which is two terms. Um, and she actually echoed that. You know, She felt two terms was appropriate. So for her to gear up term, I really think it's you know a little problematic because she did commit to two terms. You should really stick to your word. I know, but but then again, she's not the first politician that would change their <laughs> mind. Like George Pataki. George Pataki was supposed to do two terms, get three. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, but that's that's not an issue for me. Um, my issue is. So Corey Ellis, uh, I know him very well He's the council president um, I think he's a very capable man um, He's obviously very driven politically As a former, you know, he was a council member Now he's council president He's run twice for mayor I think one time with Jerry Jennings He almost, he almost won uh, the primary mm-hmm. um, But unfortunately it came up a little short But I'm a firm believer that You know, when you make that really difficult decision to run for political office you have to really start asking yourself some questions which is do I have the cash on hand to run do I have the donors to reach out to to contribute do I have a story about why I want to run you also have to look at do I have the support to run not just money because you need boots on the ground you know, depending on what race you're running for, you need a campaign manager, you need a treasurer, you may need a field director. So these are those mm-hmm. things that it makes it a really difficult thing. I mean, anybody can run for political office. Anybody can. But the question is, what type of, you know, apparatus you have? What type of apparatus can you put, put together if you don't have one? And, you know, how committed are you? representing the real interests of the people that you're trying to represent and not just the interests of the mayor, the interests of, you know, the majority. Mm-hmm. That's something that people really have to think about. And I and I really wish more people that do decide to run for office really would make better decisions because you do see those people that run over and over again for the same thing and they just never which you know, they ever pull themselves up on that bar? Um, so, you know, so that's where I come from. You know, involved with the committee. You know, there's been rumors about me running for office someday. I won't comment at the moment, but um, if I ever do, I think I would do a phenomenal job because it's not about the politics,
2: it's about the people,
1: and that's right. where I come from. You know, right. to your
2: point, Jack, Sometimes it's a matter of. Um, people making that commitment to run and putting together the right team to support their effort. Um, the, the resources that it takes are obviously, you know, the amount of, uh, you know, campaign fundraising you must do, but it's also the campaign friend raising that you need to do too, Uh because that support, that groundswell support comes from the community. Are you speaking to their issues specifically? Um, You can't really talk about Albany as a monolith because what happens in um, certain parts of Albany is different. So, therefore, the resources, the investment, the level of uh, engagement is different, Um, all the way down to the conditions of the streets themselves. You know, how how well are they paid? Um, Is the the trash being picked up? You know, as a chamber, we have to look at, if we're going to bring business opportunities to our communities, then the, the landscape has to be such where businesses know that they can be sustainable and profitable in those communities. And that, that setting of the foundation is incumbent upon what is required. You can't just say, I need you to open a black business in a black community just because you're black. That's not, that's not good business. So, again, Uh, I'll go back to that that partnership aspect of what a city is really all about. And the mayor is essentially the president and CEO of the business of said city.
3: Yeah, if if I thank Cynthia, and and good points by uh, Tony and and, and Zach, you know, to the point of partnership, I'm a firm believer in this. And when I started making the series two and a half years ago, that was exactly the point. Our family's been there for 77 years. Bloodshed is on our block. It's indisputable. I, I talk with people that are on the wrong side of the track in life at least three times a week. Okay, So the team blends over into the – if you're going to use you know, the, the CEO comparison, as Tony did with the CEO, everyone needs to report back to Sheehan with transparency, and she needs to listen to what is being is being said now you hear that often okay our fifth ward jamel robinson i don't see eye to eye with that guy it's public it's nothing personal not at all i've said that to him it's just business because they talk about you know you got the county executive the mayor what can we do for the city okay well they want to hear from people so we're white we happen to be white we have a business I tried to say, look, and, and this is when I sat with the mayor and both Chief uh, Sears and Hawkins. I said, what else can I do? What do you want me to do that I can try to keep empowering people? And what more should we do if we haven't done anything? And we've done a lot in 77 years. So I can't get through. I can't get through to him, Robinson. So how is anybody else supposed to get through with him? You can't. So I've simply asked, look, you know, and I've said to the mayor, too, this is all fact to where I said, look, I will do that. She was going to have her people reach out to me in her office in two years. I haven't heard anything. So it's very hard. And that's why that's what saddens me, because if you come over to the West Hill and see how uh, impoverished parts really are, there's no sense of empowerment of what they say they want. If so, come and walk the streets. Come meet with a handful of people that have businesses there that, you know, are from day to day that are, have been there for decades, and we can help. But I'm tired of going above and beyond in the way of not getting the respect back. And I'm, just, I'm not just me. I'm saying the royal me and the royal us to have these uh, issues uh, reflected back to the mayor of real change and empowerment. And you know what? I've said it before. It doesn't cost millions of dollars. A smile is free. To show up is somewhat free. You're on the clock, but really show up and say that you care. When you don't, when you don't show up to a concern, everyone's going to turn around and be like, if they don't care, why the hell should I care? And that's what troubles me.
1: Can I also comment? So I deal a lot. Um, You know, because I'm vice president of my neighborhood. I'm on the executive committee of Council of Albany Neighborhoods. And I'm the founder of the Uptown Cooperative. So I communicate a lot with departments, you know, city departments, the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. My my real criticism is everybody's entitled to an acknowledgement, an acknowledgement of receipt, of an email, of a phone call, of a voicemail. Mm -hmm. And when you don't get that acknowledgement, that courtesy mm-hmm. of an acknowledgement saying, hey, I got, your in- I got your inquiry. I'm looking into it. I'll follow up when I have your answer. And then maybe mm-hmm. you'll come back around and say, hey, I'm still waiting on your answer. I didn't forget about you. That's good business. That is yep. good business. And yep. quite frankly, I think we need to start bringing a little more private sector industry knowledge into the, into the public sector because quite frankly, in my business, if I don't acknowledge emails, I get in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. That's absolutely. a problem for me, and um, yep. I've just had more the- than more. I've had more than more one instance where I just don't get an acknowledgement. I think that's offensive to a lot of people, and, I, and it's not it, good.
3: I agree. 100% just, I, I, that. I,
1: I I regret to tell you guys that time is
0: up for today. Oh, okay. So, oh no. We'll, we'll resume Bummer. this conversation soon. Uh, you've been listening to Tony Gabby, Jack Simpson, and Greg Adella. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook. Hey guys, it was a real pleasure. Thank you and thank you everybody Thanks. for listening. Have a great Thanks, day. Thanks guys. Thanks Cynthia.
3: Thank you. Thanks bye. guys. Have a good bye day bye,
2: everybody. everybody. See you. Be you well. You bye-bye. too.
3: bye-bye. bye-bye.